Everybody, welcome back, or first time to Target to the Party. Uh, we watch movies and video games and books and whatever we that we haven't plays. seen before. Yeah, that plays my. Although opinion. we have gotten feedback, we had at least one person asking us if we're going to do anything that's not just movies, books, and video games, yeah, well, or movies and video movies games. Movies. Yeah, we will. I mean, we'll I did a TV it. show with Animaniacs. Yeah, we'll is that get... the only TV show we've done? Yeah. We'll get, um, we'll get to other stuff. It's just a busy time of year for me. So I am that's thinking about doing I've, Mr. Science Theater 3000. That's TV and movies. Yeah. Well, that is and, a combination and, of and both. And I have said that's a terrible idea a Why? couple times. I mean, let's make it clear. I've seen a lot of Mr. Science Theater 3000. I've barely seen any of the Pearl we, Forester we talk, years. I think we talked about this last time. Did where we? Where I say you're just going to be like, that joke was funny. And the rest of it's going to be talking what? about two-minute segments. I don't know anything about the canon. I wonder if there's, like, a supercut of all the, like, the Pearl know. Forrester stuff. I can this just is, watch it on YouTube. This is off-air talk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, this week, Bill watched uh, The Fifth Element for the first time. What do you think about this movie? I like it. Yeah? What do you? What, do you, what did you know about The Fifth <sighs> Element? All I knew is that it was French, and it looked kind of stupid. <laughs> um, I had seen, like, one or two clips, like, I had seen, like, five minutes of it, like... 15 years ago, 20 years ago. When the yeah. hell did this come out? Like 20 years ago? It was uh, like 1997. Uh, maybe like 15 years ago when it was on HBO. I caught like... I saw Lilu get re- reconstituted. Mm-hmm. And I saw something else. Like maybe... So- I can't... Maybe it was like one of the Ruby Rod scenes. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this movie looks dumb as fuck. And I never went back to see it. But I know there's a whole generation of kids out there. And the kids. Oh, those kids. People. Millennials. Who have grown up with this movie. Who <laughs> fucking love this thing. Yeah. And I've always been like, oh, they never grew up with real science fiction movies. Yeah, of course, like they like the Blade Runner. Yeah, which one, Blade Runner? Have we talked about Blade? Oh yeah, we yeah, did. We did an episode like on Blade Runner. Episode. <laughs> Blade Runner, not that good. This is better than Blade Runner as just a story mm. in a film. Blade a Runner looks better story. and it's more influential. Well, yes, it is more influential. That's what I'm saying. But like, this is at least as good as Blade Runner. It's Blade Runner for kids, and I say that in the best way possible. <laughs> I don't mean like it's dumbed down for kids, but it's like it's hopeful. It's not about like whereas Blade Runner is all about like what's the soul? Do we have a soul? Maybe we don't have a soul. Everything's fucked up. This is all about like it's about love. Mm, it's, I like it. It's, it's kind of nice. Uh, fun. It's good. It's, yeah, it's a fun it's a very movie. Euro message where it's like all you need is love, mm-hmm. which. I'm a cynic, so I should hate this, this movie even now after seeing the whole thing. Well, I was pretty down with it. Yeah, yeah. this is the movie in too bad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, this was this movie is one of the big reasons for me doing this podcast because this was always one of my big white whales. Mm. And so I'm kind of glad to get this out of the way. And it was good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's end. a good movie. We'll talk next week. Yeah, so long. Next week we'll be doing Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> no. Um, no. So the movie starts off in Egypt, 1914. Yeah. How long had it been since you'd seen it? Uh, not too terribly long. A couple have years. Have you seen any of Luke uh, Besson's other movies? I have no idea. Have you seen The Professional? This is the only. That's no. the only other one of his movies I'd seen. No. Um. Really. Really. I don't want to say that's great, but it's a good movie. Mm. And it's also got Gary Oldman. Mm. And it's I like kind Gary of Oldman. It's kind of French. Well, he is kind of French. Yeah, kind of. His name is Luc Bethel. Yeah, Luc Bethel. Luc Bethel. There's a lot of French people. There's a lot of French-looking people, like the background extras. Yeah. There's this guy who's on, like, the military ship who's got, like, these baggy eyes. Mm -hmm. He looks like a cartoon old fat French man. (laughs) 
And he, I'm assuming he's originally French, and they just Probably. dubbed him over because he has like one or two lines where he's like missiles fired, Commander. Mm. And but yeah, he totally looks like he should be like with a croissant and like a yeah. little baguette or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, you were saying. So there's an archaeologist dig site. Yeah. Uh, in 1914, in Egypt, taking this is place. A cute movie. And uh, it's Egypt shit. I love movies with Egypt shit. Yeah. I hate the mummy. Like the Stephen Summers mummy, the old yeah. mummy, the first uh, mummy. Oh, okay. Harloff mummy is great. Yeah. Egypt movies. I, I've never. I have not had my sugar yet, so I'm a little schizophrenic <laughs> right now. That's another new. I Stargate. I still haven't seen Stargate. That might have to be. I need to do like it's an Egyptology thing. trilogy on this. Yeah, because that podcast. is authentic uh, Egyptology. I need to find another <laughs> bad '90s. Well, His, not bad. History's uh, lessons teaching you about Egypt through Stargates. Maybe I should watch like the third Mummy movie so I could have like a trio of mm-hmm. '90s mum- like Egypt movies. Anyways, so yeah, the movie starts off in Egypt. Yeah, and there's an archaeologist doing his work on the wall. And Luke Perry Luke is Perry. there. I don't like that for though, a, a very like, short cameo. And it's funny because I knew Luke Perry more from his. Is he the one who appears on the Crusty the Clown comeback special? Yes, and his face gets sma- slammed into a wall. I know him more from that than even from Nine Hundred Two One Zero back <laughs> in the day. But from when I was like, really, oh, is yeah. that Luke Perry? He's I thought also he was in be a Buffy main... the Vampire Slayer. Oh, the movie, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only Buffy I acknowledge. Have you seen that one? The movie? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. I, if I you like that movie. Out that out. Um. Yeah, so I thought he was going to be a main character. Nope. Because I'm thinking, this is a 90s movie. It's got Luke Perry. <laughs> he's in it for five minutes. Um, not that I was hoping, not that I'm sitting there going, oh man, I hope he's a main character. I was like, that was kind of weird, just for Because he only has like two lines in the yeah. He's just like drawing. Well, I thought, um, so he ends up drawing the aliens that show up? Yeah. That you, you haven't mentioned yet because I'm jumping ahead? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so there, there's, the archaeologist is talking about like transcribing stuff about the elements and stuff. Yeah. The five elements and destruction and the supreme being and gobbledygook and this. And then the, the part that Bill just spoiled. Some aliens show up. What do you think of the alien designs for these guys? I think the aliens, the aliens in general in this movie are pretty cool. Especially these guys because I yeah. like, they do carry. They kind of waddle from side to side. Yeah, and I love that they're kind of big, but then they've got like the little bird, bird yeah. type heads and the little thin necks, which suggests that they really are just like really thin aliens inside like these just big mech suits yeah they're overcompensating or that maybe they're just Could like be. really fragile and they need these suits to get around yeah well i guess they also posit this universe is kind of hostile and mm. well this is one of the things i like these aliens aside from the design it's one of the rare unambiguously good species of aliens in any kind of like big pop culture science fiction thing this is true like outside of like maybe the vulcans and star trek not that you get to see these guys that much but like they show up you think they're going to be threatening evil bad guys like trying to like fuck this egyptology up no he's actually well they do they do kill the archaeologist do they yeah well fuck that guy (laughs) um but yeah they show up they're super cool um how they does the Egyptology guy die? Do they? They kill just him? touch him on the head and he falls over. Okay, I don't know if he just got knocked out, but well, Luke Perry says they killed him. It turns out the archaeologist was just on the verge of discovering. Well, not really on the verge because not really. Yeah, they have a key. They put they have in. a key, but like he was reading the. It turns out he was reading the hieroglyphics outside the crypt of yeah. Lilu. No, or the lady turns out to be Lilu. Mm. No, because it's supposed to be. I guess isn't it? I mean, that's because the body they recover. So okay, so no, they say, say. no. This part of the plot because they show. Well, up uh, because... no, I think it's the the statue was a placeholder. I don't think Lilu was. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's no, not really super clear. They bring out the because the hand that they bring in later to reconstruct her doesn't look like it's from the statue. It looks like it's from one of the guys. No, I could have sworn that like it looks like because like the statue actually has like gauntlets built into it. Is it holding onto something? Because the, the statue, the hand that they reconstitute looks like it's holding onto a lever from like one of the ships. See, in, like, a I death think grip. technically you may be right, but I think I'm actually. Right. <laughs> it's rare that technically I, can, I could be I right. Can never remember the best kind of right. <laughs> um. My, you know my memory. I can never trust my own memory for like. At you could be looking at but, the screen. Well, and what like, else oh, would that casket right. at the beginning that they're recovering from the uh, Egypt uh, tomb it's be? It's like a placeholder, I guess, kind of like because it hasn't been used before. Uh, fifth and elements. it's in like the artwork that the priest has later. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of overcomplicating. Let's put it this way: for making this movie, I would totally make it that the casket that they're recovering at the beginning is also because like isn't Lilo supposed to be like an ancient being? That's supreme being, not necessarily ancient. Yeah, I might be confusing this with like maybe the original version of the story. She was supposed to be like a two thousand year old. Alien. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, go ahead. They uh, say that the stones are no longer safe on Earth, so they're gonna take them. And there's a priest there that's like, Wait, "But if you take them, we'll be defenseless." And they like, "Don't worry, in three hundred years, we'll come back with the stones." Sarcophagus does have like separated gauntlet that looks like it's 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 the gauntlet that they're okay is it holding on to something no but it is kind of gripped like in that it looks like it looks similar enough see. that turn like, it turn your pc this not at all really not at all okay this is our first point of contention <laughs> is that lilu coming out of the uh, anyway, yeah so. just search for the gauntlet that they use to reconstruct lilu we should have a contest to see who's right and who's wrong. I'm board. right. Though. I'm right. <laughs> I think that's because why else? Because I mean, they're the they're the same aliens in the same ship that have her when they crash at later on in the movie. That's yeah. when they get possession possession of her. Yeah, because they one of the, she's in the casket. They, uh, why they would put her in an Egyptian tomb? In okay, the first maybe place she is... is in the casket, but it's not that casket that they reconstitute her from. Yeah, they don't really show the casket like inside the ship later on when they show up. All you know is a plane uh, is their ship. <laughs> that is this is the argument. worst they're telling. Man, we should be paid to do <laughs> turn the page storybooks for kids. When you when when Bill goes, yeah, turn uh, the page. So <laughs> the Luke Perry freaks out and ex- trips over himself and shoots the alien. Yeah, and it stumbles forward. Not really stumbles. They lumber. It lumbers forward they don't and holds fast, out though, its yeah. finger to give the priest the key and says. The priest is like, "Ah, oh, tell the, your tale." Yeah, keep when this you come knowledge. back in three hundred years. Yeah, we need you to protect our, yeah. our knowledge. Um, one last thing about these aliens—they kind of like compared to the evil aliens that blow them up later. Mm-hmm. They kind of remind me of the Skeksis and the good al—not uh, the good aliens, but the good beings yeah, from uh, the Dark Crystal. Because, like, these are the benevolent, slow-moving... Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking... What are the bad guys called in this Skeksis. movie? Skeksis. No, oh, no, no. And this, this one, like, Mongolorians uh, or something, something like that? Something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, where they're all like... Mm. Anyway, but then we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. 300 years later. So then 300 years later, we get... Uh, did you notice who this general was on the ship that was firing missiles at the blackness? Oh, I did make a bunch of notes about cast stuff in this movie. There's a lot of famous people in this movie. There's a lot of... A lot I, may, of I may have noticed a couple people that even you didn't notice. But yeah, who, which, which which person are you talking about? Oh, Baron Munchausen. Baron Munchausen. And I was so sad because he's only in the movie for that one scene. Yeah. That's like, a big-ass star to have just... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, granted... Up. I guess he wasn't, like, a huge star. I guess. But for us, it was Baron Munchausen yeah, for a throwaway role like that. He didn't even like get to say, beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. Can we just pretend we've never seen Baron Munchausen yeah, so we can talk about it for now? Um, 
goddamn, that movie's great. But yeah, so um, so they've come across some evil planet type black thing. tar orb in space yeah. that's like kill almost like an evil sun that's growing and in space the yeah. new priest that is the generations down of the old priest yeah. tells the president played by tiny i saw that too and i was like really is that tiny lister <laughs> it sure is this is a great cast <laughs> this is great yeah with his floaty that's, eyeball that was half the joy of watching this movie is like wait is that is that who I, that is who yeah. i think it is yeah uh he tells him that the violence will just beget violence and you don't want to launch missiles into yeah. it and the new priest is ian home yeah, Ash from Alien. And all Who that I, stuff, yeah. I, you know, I didn't even recognize, you know, because my point of reference for him is really mostly Bilbo Baggins, oh, and he yeah, looks okay. completely different from Bilbo in this movie. Yeah, he's really like, kind it's of unrecognizable. diminutive and kind of like uh, his goatee changes. You've his seen Alien, expression. right? I haven't seen Alien. I've seen Alien. Okay, because he's the bad guy in Alien too. Yeah. He plays an evil android. Yeah. Um, but yes, but yes, yes. But he tells the president, "Don't shoot missiles at it." Uh, but it's kind of already this decision's already been made, made, and the president Tiny goes, "I've had second thoughts." And Baron Muchen is like, I don't sir, and fires missiles. <laughs> and then they fire more missiles. And then Baron Muchausen leaks from his forehead, and the planet crushes that. Does he leak from his forehead? I didn't yeah, notice that. He did. Because the same thing happens to Zorg later, yeah. and I didn't, I yeah, didn't understand a, why that was a, happening. A drop that so is that like evil coming I guess? Maybe. I don't know. They never yeah. explain it, so it's open to interpretation. That's interesting. Because I open thought maybe he was being killed. Or it could be like maybe concentrated evil coming out of his head. Like maybe the yeah, evil maybe his mind is like. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so uh, they die, and then we get uh, Bruce Willis waking up, and he should always have like his balding hair. He looks terrible, bald, bald. <laughs> but when he's got his like kind of shaggy, his his, like... his, his his receding hairline, he's so much more relatable. Yeah, yeah. and he actually feels human. Like. Yeah. Especially because in this movie, he's kind of dressed like well, everyone in this movie is dressed like a cartoon character. Yeah. Uh, I did laugh when the movie starts and one of the first credits is costumes by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah. And I was like, what? Who's Jean-Paul Gaultier? He's a famous, wait, I think that's the right name, but he's a famous clothes designer. Mm. Like, super ritzy French, like, $5,000 jacket, like... So stupid looking stuff like his Yeah, this movie. exactly, yeah. So I saw that, I was like, this is as French as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, the, all the design, well... You should. I'll let you talk a little bit. And I'll forget about this. <laughs> well, because this movie kind of looks like a French comic. Yeah. Like metal hurlant, heavy metal kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Which you really, which really kicks in when you, yeah, when when you see Dallas wake yeah. up in New so York City. Yeah. So he's hanging out in his apartment. It's a tiny little apartment. You see, he's got a cat, which makes him relatable. But the cat never. Re- I was waiting for the cat to like become a plot device. Nah. I don't know why. Just it's just him having a pet to let you know he has. He's cats in the movie. He has for warmth one towards shot. something. No, it's in two. Yeah. Well, there's a scene later where, like, there's hijinks at the apartment. Yeah, well, there's a knock at the door, and one of my favorite characters in the movie shows up, and he's like, give me the cash! Oh, yeah, the guy with the hat? Yeah. (laughs) Nice hat. Cash! No, there's no knock at the door. He's about to leave. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Well, I like he's got the hat that's painted to look like the hallway. That's the way he's going to ambush Dallas. (laughs) This movie's fucking dumb. (laughs) It's good. I love the cartoon logic. dancing. Yeah, he's like... (laughs) He's like, well, you, you got your look. There's a, I don't know, S V seven yeah, machine gun or yeah. whatever. But lucky oh, for right. me, it's not loaded. You have to push a button on the side. So then the guy's like, and he pushes it, and the gun basically farts. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you so, find out later that Dallas was part of like the army or something. Well, like you that. see, well, he walks past like a, his beret hat and. Oh, that's right. His, you see, like, all, his, all of his junk. That's military storytelling corner for yeah. his character. Like, yeah, yeah that's you get his, to see his... his exposition corner. Exactly, yeah. Ex-wife and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, he takes a gun from the guy, puts it away, and is like, nice hat. And the guy's like, you like it? <laughs> <laughs> runs away. Yeah. Is that the same neighbor that shows up later? No. Different okay, guy. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to work doing taxi stuff. Being a taxi driver, I guess. Is it bad that I actually kind of want his apartment? Not that I'm like lusting after his apartment, but if I had to live like <laughs> in a like a fucked up dystopian future, that's not the worst. Yeah, I mean, you've a grungy... got a bed that makes itself. It's a it's a it's a grungy. A shower that comes down from the ceiling. Yeah, there are parts that were like, well, if I had to live in a place like that, there's worse. You've got fresh noodles that come would, to your window. Would you prefer to live in this apartment or Deckard's apartment from Blade Runner? Well, Deckard's piano. apartment is a lot bigger. Oh, yeah, that's true, but it's like more just covered with junk and shit. Like, there's not I much livable thought... space. I I can throw all that away. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, some I mean, inconsequential stuff happens. No, I guess. fucking, fucking. Uh, Dallas has plenty of room. He's just used most of it for a fucking garage in his own apartment. Uh, yes. Now that I think about it, actually, well, yeah. that's probably because it's a garage. Yeah, what? Well, it's it's probably, probably, I guess. <laughs> I don't think that's technically think part of his apartment. Actually... That's just a garage. Oh yeah, because I don't own a car, so I don't think that way. So part of me was like, man, he must have like taken part of his apartment for it to be a garage. But yeah, I guess that no. makes more sense than everyone just being a pedestrian. But that would be very Euro, very French, though, wouldn't it be? Anyway, I think you're overthinking this. I am. Welcome <laughs> to Billtown. So then we get the uh, uh, the good aliens flying through space and requesting to enter, basically our yeah our zone. And the president they're especially them, on their way. They're, yeah, they're, they're fulfilling they're, the three hundred year. They're bringing back the the stones and 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 Lilu. And, Lilu, uh, and they get ambushed by a couple of li- lizard zombie. Yeah, kind of fleshy, chewed bubblegum bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and their ship gets shot at, and for being such a colossal like giant war machine it goes down very easily especially these aliens they, they even though, like their physical bodies look super armored and stuff like that it takes like two tiny little x-wing yeah. fighters just to kind of like blow the shit out yeah. of their ship yeah i guess this is a world where you don't really have shields and stuff. yeah this is not quite a star wars universe yeah. it seems yeah there's no there's no frontal shields or... well, especially for an alien species that's like you know at least 300 years more advanced than we are you think they'd have their shit together a little bit better mm-hmm. yeah yeah so then uh they crash and everybody's upset because the stones especially are, are, are yeah. essentially destroyed with the ship the priest guy they think he really loses his shit because he's like i just waited 300 years for no-. well he didn't wait 300 years but yeah he's been part of the 300 years of waiting for these for these guys to come back and yeah, uh, so. did they when the aliens said they come back did they say anything specifically about what was going to happen when they come back no they just said they'd bring this throne yeah so you're never really because, told what the stakes i mean are they, exactly. they say they say that the evil comes every five thousand years uh, that's what it is so yeah. i guess from then 300 years this they that's, knew that the evil was coming back. Yeah, 300 years ago, they were like 4,700 years into the next, yeah. Yeah, so then so. we get our introduction of our main villain, Azorg, who is wearing a jacket made out of Marty McFly's hat in Back to the Future 2. He's wearing, everyone in this movie is wearing such bonkers <laughs> shit. It was it's, hard for me to like that, zero that in weird, on anyone's outfit. That weird like rainbow like, gleam to it. He's the got same that as the like hat. the iridescent like butterfly wing effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got such weird fucking hair and like the hair helmet. <laughs> yeah. And shit too. And that's distracting. And the teeth and the limp. And he's got like five characters worth of ticks and things going on. Yeah. Gary Oldman, man. He gets into his roles. Yeah. Gary Oldman. You wouldn't know that this is the same guy who played Commissioner Gordon. Or I just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, which yeah. was made just a couple years before this. Yeah, he's, and he makes it, he's good he, at making really weird he's, faces he's, too. He's one of those actors that you don't realize it's him right away. Yeah, he, he Gary Oldman does this, roles. especially in this, because I guess he's got big fake teeth, 
And so he does this thing sometimes where he kind of, like, makes big fake buck teeth mouth. Yeah. like, <laughs> And, like, it's so in Gary, because Gary Oldman is usually just kind of... He, he plays all the different kinds of characters, but he's usually a pretty self-possessed guy. But in this movie, he's such a fucking galoot weirdo. Like, <laughs> it's kind of well, like he's, he's, he's it's southern. It's Ernest Steele's love. He uh, apparently it's he an, played Zorg as a cross between Ross Perot and Bugs Bunny. I can see that. Yeah, so, Bugs Bunny's perfect because, like I said, this is a cartoon universe practically. Yeah. But um, yeah, you should see the professional because that was the movie that Luke Besson did before this, and that's how he met Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman's playing complete. He's still a villain, but he's completely yeah. he's, he, he's the heavy in a real well, not a realistic way, but like in a dramatically more yeah. like what you would expect Gary Oldman as a villain to be. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where you find out that they recovered a survivor from the yeah. destruction, which is the fist. Which we'll agree to disagree on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still saying that's the, the that's the remaining part of that sarcophagus that okay, the aliens take right. away at the beginning. Yeah. Uh. So then we get a some video game CGI of her getting reconstructed. Which hey, it's 1997. It's, it's good for the time. It's a movie made for like. Well, this movie seemed like it had a big budget, but like it didn't have the shimmery effect that a lot of CG movies stuff fine. had from back then, Man. where everything looks like plastic really bad. This is one thing I can get into later, but part of my th- reason why I think I like this movie so much is that after like a decade of so many grim, dark superhero and science fiction mm. movies, that movie like this kind of scene where it's kind of fluffy and kind of not afraid to be. A little chintzy with some of the special effects and a little goofy with some of the design is kind of fine with it being very like late 90s kind of well it doesn't have any goofy. of those like moments in it where you're like oh i feel bad for the characters yeah no it's just it's just a always a forward moving kind of a romp it's yeah. it's a good thing anyway it moves but yeah a nice clip so yeah the reconstruction scene's a little goofy looking yeah. but it's still cute then we then we get to see uh some titties oh you did man for a PG thirteen movie, I, you see a lot of tits. Is it in only PG thirteen? Because yeah. you just see, you see some decent amount of tits in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I even mean, when she's wearing clothes, <laughs> you're still seeing she's tits. At most a B cup, so I'm sure the MPAA or, uh, you or know not what, the, rating, the rating probably was like, you know, she doesn't have enough chest to actually yeah. warrant an R rating. Yeah. Give it PG thirteen. You get to see a lot of her in this movie too. Also, I thought she would spend more of the movie in the bandages because that's the iconic thing you ever see. Well, that's because that's what people want to cosplay. You don't want to cosplay as her later because then you lose that's all the fine, sex appeal. But you still get like I like the rubber suspenders even though like why do you need rubber suspenders but because it's the fashion yeah i know john john paul gautier why does bruce willis's back of his Um, t-shirt need to be missing fashion i i can't believe i recognize this guy but the doctor who puts lilu back together yeah is the what's that i recognize him too but i couldn't remember what I. he was the thug in the first batman movie tim burton's batman okay that's not where i recognized him from i don't don't know what i recognized um he's the one at the very beginning of the movie who's like holding up the people in the dark alley and bat it's the first time you see batman comes out and and he's the guy who was in all the commercials says who are you man I'm Batman. It's that guy, the guy with like the hat and everything like that. Sure. Which is weird that I would recognize that guy. He also yeah. showed up in an you... episode of Doctor Who last Spe- year. Oh, we, we... So I kind of recognized him from that and uh, then realized he was in Batman. Did you recognize the uh, general that's there? The dude from the uh, Blender? Yeah. Yeah, Liam. I'm just making sure. Yeah. That's also He's much better in this movie. <laughs> did you Have you seen ever There's Something About Mary? Yeah. Do you remember... There was a guy who pretends to be crippled, but it turns out he's a full-bodied English guy. He's this crippled guy who's trying to get into... What's her face? Mary? Mary's pants. Well, whatever the actress's <laughs> name is. And it turns out, like... Yeah, he's this, like, little scr- scrawny guy who t- turns out to be, like, have, like, oh, spina yeah, yeah, bifida yeah, yeah. or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. That guy... Yeah, he's in this. He's one of the guys... He's the he gets in, He's the other guy... In, yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. he's He gets involved in the gunfight with... Uh, yeah. 
He tries to help out in the gunfight with that Ruby. Ruby yeah, why are you telling me this now? That's I'm later just, in the I'm, movie. I'm just, I'm gonna forget if I don't throw that <laughs> that's, out there now. That is true. But it, it, with the running theme of us recognizing so, random so character then, actors. So then thing. they put thermal band aids on on Lilu, which are basically to cover up her naughty bits. Uh, Man, why they have a rated art cut of this movie? That's just like. <laughs> Well, I guess you'd run out of ways to like hide her crotch. You could at least maintain well, rated Well, Jovovich does not care about people That's seeing a, her crotch. Jovovich don't give a shit. Oh, and granted, no. she's a model. Yeah, she's, a, she's she's so she's used to being naked. But like, yeah. she really goes gives her all in this fucking movie. I'm really surprised. <laughs> Both like in terms of nudity and acting and freaking out and being crazy. Like, yeah, she's really so good in this. Yeah, she busts out of there and and goes outside to escape. And I don't. I've never. Hmm. Uh-oh. I guess. We might both be right because there's a point <laughs> where the um, priest says that she's been asleep for five thousand years, which is why the world is so new to something... her. Yeah, okay, which yeah. always confused me. I'm like, why is she acting like everything's so overwhelming? She's she was you know yeah. she was an alien on well, the ship they don't that crashed. Say but the... she's five thousand years old. Isn't I don't they don't ever say if like she was originally from Earth or an alien planet yeah. or what. Like all you know is that she's old. So I think maybe yeah. the fist was inside the sarcophagus, not the part that you think it is. So maybe we're both right. I don't even know what that means. The fist was in the sarcophagus. Well, like you're thinking of the fist being on the outside of the whole thing. I'm thinking of her. She was inside the sarcophagus. And, like, I guess presumably the sarcophagus with kind of sleeves because, like, like her arm and, like, somehow, like, the arm of the sarcophagus broke off and that just happened to be her arm? Yeah, no, I'm saying she's inside. The sarcophagus arm is just a, like, it's a fucking coffin. Yeah, oh, yeah, when she gets reconstituted, she just shoves the, the, the gauntlet aside. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just her bone sticking out. Yeah. yeah. Who, what do I, thermal you know. bandages do? <laughs> they keep your warm. I guess warm. they keep you warm, but like, yeah, so she gets out. I do like like even the way she acts when she first comes comes back to life and how freaked out yeah. she is. She plays like be- was... bewildered very well. Um, I do like she fucks up uh, Leon from Blade Runner. Is that the scene? Is that because he's yeah. there watching her yeah. get put? Well, that's let's. It, I like how he's all like lascivious toward. I, after Bill's talking about how she should have been running around naked, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if it was appropriate that he was making comments about how nice she looked. Um, but yeah, yeah. So then cops start chasing her. I'm like, shouldn't the cops be informed that like she's a very yeah, important something. person, not trying to be like, hey, she doesn't have any files you think or the anything. Doctor would just run out to the hole she just dumped, jumped out of, yell down at the cops because she's like right below there and say, hey, cops, uh, she's kind of a super being you should yeah. get some backup or something like give or, her some or information like the president wants her like unharmed and or un- something yeah be nice to her she's important yeah but they're just like well uh let's arrest her because also, she doesn't have a file also if this lab is in the habit of like reconstituting dead people and like crazy shit happening i think the local cops would be a little used to this <laughs> yeah um so maybe don't she, maybe don't reconstitute a five thousand year old supreme being every every yeah she every she week. Cra- jumps off a ledge and crashes into corbin dallas's the back of his taxi cab yeah uh and some cops pull up next to him and are like you have Fat mcdonald's eating cops well those are later cops yeah. uh but they pull up and are like hey open your door uh we gotta take her and she sees a little poster in the back of his hat, cab that says, please help with hungry African child. And it's good to know 300 years in the future, no, still, there's still hungry, hungry yeah. African kids. We still uh, haven't solved world hunger. Even though she says, please help. Yeah. Please help. <laughs> so he, he starts to feel bad and then takes off and we get a decent little chase scene with him and the cops. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple cops getting, eating, getting McDonald's 
and you yeah, see, you that's won't what know all... him, but one of the guys, the older white guy in that that's getting McDonald's is a character uh, from some of the terrible seasons of Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Yes. And apparently the other guy in the car, or it might be even be him, I'm not sure which, okay. is named, they're getting McDonald's, and his name is Mac McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> is that even actual McDonald's, too? Because I couldn't tell if it was just, like, copyright infringement McDonald's. No, it was, it was McDonald's. It's actually, McDonald's. like, licensed yeah. McDonald's, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I like instead of donuts. French, f- well, I guess it's still supposed to take place in New York, but, like, future cops just love McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Don't they actually crash into a McDonald's truck and they, I, the joke is that they kind of yeah. get, like, inundated, like, essentially buried beneath McDonald's, like, yeah. hamburgers and shit like that. Uh, yeah. So they eventually escape going down into the fog, the undercity fog, and mm-hmm. hiding out down there. Uh, and then she says the name of the priest, I guess. And yeah. He, and he, he just... looks him up in the phone book and they go to the priest's place. Yeah. Uh, where uh, Corbin is very inappropriate and tries to kiss her while she's asleep. But she gets him. She pulls a gun yeah. and says, Makalaka bika baka buku. And that's the first thing he figures out because he goes into the, the priest and says, well, she said this. And he's well, like, as not the without is, my yeah, permission. As, you know. as the priest is having him leave, he's like, what does that mean? As he says, never without my permission. So, yeah. It's kind of nice to see a female, you know, like, because uh, like in most movies, that would be kind of like, the, the hero kissing the unconscious lady that he just saved would be, like, a, such a romantic gesture. And I do like they actually call it, like, a little fucked up. Yeah. Cause especially, they really don't... I mean, it's... I mean, I guess she technically, like, she could be grateful for him to, like, for saving her life. But at the same time, that's not like... Yeah, it's... it's, it's that's all weird. Yeah. yeah. So, then we get another scene with Zorg, uh, the future CEO of Konami. <laughs> they're Pretty going. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, being evil and working out the aliens that we saw attack the other aliens later yeah. uh, bring him a case that he was asking for from the wreckage of the ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, oh, you find out Zorg paid these guys what, to blow up. what the up. big aliens put the stones in at the start of the movie yeah, when exactly, they transport yeah. them away. Um, and one of my notes here was, like, I wonder how much Gary Oldman's character was Oldman's input versus Besson's. Because it is such a, continues to be such a bonkers character. You yeah. wonder how much, like, Luke Besson maybe just gave Gary Oldman carte blanche to do whatever he wanted versus, like, you kind of wonder what Luke Besson's, like, idea for the character was before Gary Oldman ran with it. But Yeah. Um, I should also note one of my little bits of trivia I knew about this movie before having actually seen the whole thing is that the uh, inner mechanics of the bad guy aliens masks... You did mention this. Yeah, were used, uh, repurposed by George Lucas for the Nemoidians in uh, yeah. in The Phantom Menace. So Apparently all but two of them were destroyed. No, really? So it's only... Yeah. Well, that makes sense because there's only two major Nemoidians, so I guess... Well, one went to, like, a guys. museum or something. Because George Lucas wanted them specifically because, like, they had such articulated lips. He was like, oh, I can use that. I can have talking aliens in yeah. my movie, so... They uh, look slightly familiar. Yeah. And if you've never seen so, Fifth Element, but you're watching this for the first time, and if you've seen The Phantom Menace, you go... Oh, now I seem remember where I've seen the vague... <laughs> Why do these things seem vaguely racist? What? <laughs> and it's all weird that the bad guy aliens in this movie are big, thick lip, big nose kind of remember, and they run around with a bunch of black people, too. Well, no, this one uses a black guy's disguise, but another one uses a well, black guy's Well, I know, it doesn't continue. For at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, I'm so used to... Maybe because I've watched enough George Lucas movies <laughs> yeah. now that I was like, oh, man, are all the like, black guys in this movie going to be like the bag? I'm like, no, I actually no. don't. So. Actually got you got Rudy Rod coming back. up. I should have known better. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is where he gives a spiel about it. The gun that he's designed that has like flamethrowers and that stuff, freezing, gobbledygook, uh-huh. very fancy gun. Are these the same guns they use later in the movie? 
Nah, there really might be one nets. or two. Um, speaking of recycled props, mm-hmm. I got one more bit of trivia. Okay, I already knew. I also knew about this too. These game, uh, same guns also show up in Galaxy Quest. Hmm. Well, Have you seen know. Galaxy Quest? Is that before or after this? I like just like a year or two after. I think Galaxy Quest like 1999. Okay. Yeah, you can kind of tell because like Quest. the guns in Galaxy Quest are kind of like that same egg shape. Yeah. Yeah. They just painted them green and put like some like mossy netting on them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it turns out the case is empty. Zorg, pack it up. They're leaving. They go zero stones, zero things, and they're like, "We risked our lives. We demand compensation." So he leaves them in one case, and while he's walking away with his. I wouldn't call him his right-hand man. His, Some kind of weirdo, yeah. His generic sidekick guy. He says, Does he have a I'll tell you what I like. secretary, too? Yeah. I'll tell you what I like. Stone Cold Killer. Now, Stone Cold Killer would have asked what that red button on the side is. And then you cut back to the, the monsters messing with the guns and net <laughs> start going off. And one looks down and sees a bright red button and pushes it. And kaboom, Dow died, maybe. Pretty big explosion, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It's self-destruction button, which is... In an oddly easy to accidentally bump place on a gun, and why does any <laughs> gun ever need a self destruct button? Yeah, too? like yeah. Um, Gary Oldman gets to do a great classic film. I'm not gonna look at the explosion. <laughs> looks super cool, like puffing on a cigarette yeah. while the explosion goes off behind him. Yeah, yeah. This so. movie's goony as shit. <laughs> so then we get uh, Corbin back at his house. Uh... Well, it's the priest's house technically. Well, yeah, I guess it goes that. on. Yeah, for, there's they're, they're, they're no, hiding no, yeah, out the yeah. priest house for a while. No, he well, playing that, he's with a left. makeup mask. He, she, he's not there for that. Why does the priest have a makeup mask? I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. Um, yeah, they're basically teaching Lilo like. Oh all yeah, the she's history. checking out the internet and stuff yeah. like that. She's yeah, she's learning English. She's learning human she's history. She's got a lot of backlogs. To she forgets to. to look for bad things, I guess. She didn't get to W, I guess, for war. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, yeah, but which that, I thought that was that was, that confused me at the end. I'm like, how did she not run across any of the bad things humanity? But that ever just, done? that lets I know, you know I that know, uh, yeah. she's learned and why she can speak English and is learning. Kind of stuff, speak English. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, the Then we go back to Corbin at his apartment, and he's eating from. A character out of Blade Runner. I literally like that seems to like be yeah the soup noodle kitchen boat thing. Man, I was watching that. I was thinking, oh man, I, you know what? Living in a dystopian society again will be worth it if you have flying like dim sum boats. <laughs> yeah, that, they just like, come up to your window, serve you in your own window. You don't have to yeah. leave the house. Like just and, like a beautiful view of New York City and like man, I was like, yeah, fucking hey, that 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 was a cute little scene. So again, then, like something right out of like a like a heavy metal comic. Yeah. So then he gets a call from his. Stereotypically Jewish, <laughs> hardcore Jewish mother. Yeah, she becomes a running gag throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. where she's like, oh Corbin, Corbin, I can't believe you wouldn't call me as soon she as you found it. out. That's not like Bernadette Peters or anybody, no, is it? No, okay. no, I don't think so. I think it's. Just, I meant to look that up, but. <laughs> I think they just went out and tried to find like the most stereotypical the most New York mom. Oh my, because like. Corbin Dallas doesn't sound anything like that. It's funny no. that his mom is like, oh my, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. But she tells him, have you not heard the news? You're all over the radio. Which, a radio in 300 years in the future? Sorry. Not going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Radio yeah. is not going to be a thing. Who knows? Maybe the internet got destroyed and they had to replace it with, like, the radio network. Yeah. And that's but technically she, what she was looking at. Uh-huh. He won a, a, a trip to, like, the greatest to a cruise boat uh, thingamabobber. Which yeah, Planet Folsom. I think in the previous scene, is, they found out that the her contact that she needs to... Uh, talk to to get the stones has got to be on that oh yeah she boat, hit the so. stones with somebody else and yeah. they're hiding out on that same planet yeah, yeah. So, she, so she needs to get to that boat to get the stones back from her um but 
Corbin gets a knock on the door, and he's like, well, I'll call you back. And he goes and answers is the door. Well, I thought the cat was going to jump into action. <laughs> no. And uh, uh, it's the military guy from Blade Runner, um, Helga, <laughs> the large lady. What was it, Captain Iceborg? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> like, very, very... Uh, like a lady firm a... woman <laughs> with with Princess Leia haircut. She looks like she could have been designed by Chuck Jones. I mean, because yeah. she's all yeah, she's got a Princess Leia haircut. Just yeah, yeah. She's uh, not and... a, the funny thing is she's not she's not an unattractive lady. She's yeah. just named she... Iceborg, <laughs> and they frame her so she just looks like this giant behemoth of a woman. Yeah. But yeah. So um, then they tell him, "We need you. We need you for. I know you're retired, but we need you for one last mission. Yeah, to save the world. We need that old blader and her magic. Yeah." <laughs> Uh, so, uh, while that is happening, he gets another knock on the door, which turns out to be Lilu. And the priest, yeah. And, well, you don't see the priest. You just oh, yeah, just, her, oh, but then, yeah, So then right, he shoves yeah. them in, like, the closet or the fridge or the something. Fridge, it's because that's, yeah, the, yeah they get shoves them in the fridge later. and hides them in there, so they don't get caught with him. Uh, he opens the door, and the priest holds a gun on him, being like, sorry, I need your tickets to get the stones from... From place we need to go on be, that yeah. trip uh and then is it the police that show up next it's the police because they just happen yeah. to be doing a sweep of the area well no they're looking for corbin dows oh that's right Are the... yeah you see, you, why? See, you see a little scene where somebody pulls the name off his pl- his door which is supposedly lilu doing that yeah okay yeah 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 uh and then the police are looking and they tell he hides everybody else, the priest and the apprentice and okay, her. Yeah, right, yeah. She goes in the shower. The priest goes on the bed. I don't. Is his assistant there for that part? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Uh, and stands with his hands on the wall with the two Would circles. You see, yeah, you see those two circles. The difference, like any kind of public space, there's usually somewhere like in the background. You see like the two little circles, yeah. which uh, I do like that like little bit of continuity. That like, oh yeah, I guess if you can get frisked anywhere by the cops, you're always going to be. It's like it's like like it's the future's version of like a red stop sign. Yeah, you just know if it's yellow circles, that's where you got to put your hands. Yeah. Or you're going to be frisked like out of the blue by the cops. Yeah, but, so yeah. they come up to the door like, "Are you humanoid?" And he's <laughs> negative. Yeah. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> And then uh, another cop is like, I found him because his Corbin Dallas's name tag was just stuck in another door. And they go up to that door and are like, put your hands on the circles. And the guy comes up and goes, smoke you. <laughs> and then you hear some gunshots. It's the fucking most PG-13 <laughs> thing you can say to the cops yeah. in a movie. Yeah. And he gets drug away because they think he's Corbin Dallas. Yeah. And they're like, we got, there's cops on the phone. We got him. Thanks for the tip. And it turns out it was Zorg telling him that it was, uh, they gave him a tip that he had been smuggling something or other, even though he hadn't, obviously. But I don't, in this future, it seems like the cops don't really give a shit. When do we see Um, uh, Zorg's desk full of Pee Wee gadgets, Pee Wee Herman gadgets? A little bit later. Is that when he runs into the priest? He's talking to the priest later and he's showing him about like... Death or maybe that ha- already happened. Something like that, yeah, happens. Yeah, that's one of my notes, but it happens before yeah, this. But yeah, like, it happens before this. Uh, I can't remember. He goes oh. back. He goes to get... He says, go get the priest, and he brings the priest to Zorg's place. Yeah. And he's like, where's the stones? And the priest maybe is like, the I, don't, scene, yeah. I don't know. And I, even if there were, I wouldn't tell you because you're... Uh, you live for destruction. I live for bringing things back to life. And he gives a speech about how... Uh, you can't have life without destruction. And he pushes his glass off and he's like, look at all these little robots. They're cleaning yeah. stuff up here. 
And those, all those robots were built by families and gobbledygook and this and that. And then but I do like, like, Zork's got, like, a weird, like, pet thing and one of the things on his yeah. desk and a couple other shit. Like, it's not just, like, the robots, but, like, a whole bunch of just, yeah. like, he's like me with all my fucking amiibos <laughs> and Legos and shit around here. He eats here, cherry yeah. and chokes on it. Yeah, that's what, yeah. The priest saves his life. Yeah. And he's like, you saved my life. For that, I won't kill you. I do like that. Like, he's the bad guy, but he does have a little, he's not totally evil. Like, even I though guess. he's such a cartoon character, he's not like Mr. Burt. Like, the guy saved him, so he's not going to kill him immediately. I uh, like, like, I don't know. I, he's a fun character to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, let's go back to where we were. Which, uh, yeah, the cops in this are terrible. They're yeah. really bad cops. Not as this so much does evil. Not, they're just, they're just not Lupus good at their job. Has had some bad run ins with cops. Because, yeah. like, all the, mo- all the cops in this movie, they're just costume like garbage men and they have yeah. ridiculous hats and they're, they're all fat and dumpy and just don't pay attention to anything yeah, yeah. So, which is great yeah, I'm that one man. Fuck then we're cops. back in Corbin's place and like uh, he brings Lilo down for the shower where I guess the auto clean feature had gotten turned on and she's all oh yeah she's all soft yeah but it's and another he, excuse for her to suddenly strip in front of everybody <laughs> yeah we see get some titties in the background again some titties in the background yeah uh, gotta love watching on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> Slow that shit down. Zoom uh, in. And then, yeah. Uh, you. Uh, he opens up the fridge and everybody inside is frozen. Yeah, I guess they're dead. Yeah. That <laughs> no, was they're not dead because they show up later. Well, least, oh, oh, that's right. Because okay. And yeah. he's like, I will take your the the quest commander, and he grabs it, and his quest log gets updated, uh, and he gets five hundred experience. <laughs> uh, so then we begin the the series of. Of comical events of multiple people trying to get onto this, the cruise. This goes on for a little bit, too. The yeah. cruise with all using Corbin Dallas's name. Uh, I do like this because the ticket taker. I'm not going to keep on talking about how much the bon- this movie gave me boners, but the ticket ta- uh, taking lady, uh-huh. super hot. Okay. Technically, all the women are super I hot. I just thought you were going to say she was from this, but no, you just wanted to mention. Uh, no, how but she one was of the attractive. stewardesses, when they get onto the ship, though, mm-hmm. she is the New Orleans uh, hooker who gets killed by Lestat and Louis in Interview of the Vampire. Wow, that is a pull. I just know that because I literally watched that movie like three days ago, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same lady." It's a. It's, oh, it's... okay. Because I was gonna say it took you three times meeting me before you remembered who I was. <laughs> I know, but that's you can all remember sad. that Lestat ate a hooker. It's a mixed race lady movie. with freckles. It's the same lady that Ruby Rod gets all up on yeah. later. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but so but yeah, hot ticket taking lady. I'll almost say yeah. Yeah. So uh, the priest is the, the priest assistant is gonna get on the plane with Lilu and her multi pass. Multi pass. Uh, but Corbin shows up and is like, whoa, thanks for saving my spot for me. I am Corbin Dallas. And yeah. they get on. Kicks the assistant out of line. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Kid. Yeah. So then the priest has to, he's going to try to sneak on the cruise to do his part. I do love the bartender that he's talking to. It's just a robot. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a guy, but with like a, like an iPad for a face. Yeah. But like, you can tell it's like actual human hands, like serving him booze and stuff like that. But when they pan up, yeah. And so, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the priest is at the bar getting a little bit toasted because he yeah. thinks like everyone, everyone's going he, away, but he's like, he oh, sent, shit. yeah, he sends the apprentice. He's like, yeah. go to Egypt and get stuff ready. And the apprentice is like, I don't want to go to Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> Which who can blame him? I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, yeah. it's hot there. Even in the future, it's going to be a little bit of a journey. So then we meet Ruby Rod. <laughs> Ruby Rod. Oh, would imagine he's a pretty decisive character. <laughs> Ruby Divisive, Rod, I should say. What'd you think about Ruby Rod? Ruby Rod sounds like me when I get excited, so I'm totally down with that. <laughs> you know what? 
I was ready to, you know, because I saw this when I was a teenager in early 20s and whatnot, so it was aimed at me. Yeah. I was expecting to really be, have Ruby Rod great on me, this play, this rewatching this. I still find him actually funny. Yeah. Like, Chris Tucker does a really this good job is, with this role. The, Ruby Rod was a little bit of what I had seen when this movie was, like, on HBO, and I remember seeing this, what the fuck is this? And I, I've never liked Chris Tucker. Yeah. I still don't like chris tucker but like again how many science fiction movies do you get with like a character like ruby rod who's so intentionally it's not he's like got a weird like johnny bravo tube of hair on his, he, of his if head. he's annoying at least he's annoying in a way that at least the movie makers knew he was annoying at least he is of what he is himself it's, it's not it's, like jar jar binks where like they thought he was yeah. funny but he's just actually it's not disturbing so how horrible. similar to actual djs like his yeah. show is he's like all the youtubers now these days yeah ruby rod, that's what I da, thought, da, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's awful but it's hilarious at the same time Rod is fucking hilarious. like all the little japanese girls that are totally into ruby rod waiting for an autograph the, that's how he signs he her autograph red, just he dips in a red paint and just wipes it across there yeah and i do love how he plays along because when corbin he like so as part of corbin's package as w- for winning this this cruise to this distant planet he has to be on the radio with ruby rod yeah. And so when he first gets on the, the, the plane, Ruby Rod's all like, do you have any word for our audience? <laughs> and like, he just says like, I'm thrilled or some, yeah. some kind of monosyllabic yeah. thing. And Ruby Rod plays it off until they're off the air. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just keep yeah. fucking up my show. Well, just... no, he, and they go, they're going to finally get off the air and he's like, how was that guys to his entourage? And they're all, oh, it's oh, really, yeah, that's it's exactly, brilliant. It was yeah. fabulous. It's fabulous. And he's all, sends them away. And then he, and walks over to Corbin, clop, clop, clop. How was that, my man? He's like, tomorrow from four to seven, could you try to have a more than a four word vocabulary? <laughs> and then uh, Corporate Dallas picks him man. by the throat and is like, I'm not here to be on your radio show. So tomorrow from four to seven, yeah, you're exactly. Gonna, you're going you to you're you're be on your own. I, you know, in, in retrospect, I'm kind of surprised I've never seen anyone try to re- re- uh, play like cosplay as Ruby Rod at like Halloween or anything. Mm. Like that. I've Granted, seen some, I've seen some Ruby Rod. A white person ro- ro- playing dressed up as Ruby Rod. I don't think you quite get the same impact, but like, oh yeah. man, that'd be great. So then, then they start to oh. get ready to leave on this this jet plane. Yeah. Uh, with Daniel and Elton John singing along. And there's like, like there's a, a well, so, I, I, so there's a scene where there's like parasites on the underside of the. That's what I was about to, to bring up. Off. It's kind of a weird aside. But you know what those are? Like What's the that? actual prop they use for that? No. You remember Boblins? Oh yeah, the Boglin like the yeah, little. The I used boglins. to have one of those. Those I, are Boglins really? with little like the roly poly balls that you see outside of toy shops. <laughs> no, I had no idea because that's like, what those are. You see the parasites really briefly, and the yeah, only reason they boglins. have that scene is to show the priest kind of like sneaking up yeah, on the other side of the plane while they're cleaning room. off yeah. and stuff. But it go, that scene goes on for a little while because you've got like a Rasta road yeah. crew <laughs> also like in charge of like getting rid of the parasites and yeah, stuff. And I had no idea because yeah, I love those Boglins because they were like always wanted to move the eyes and stuff like that. Like really cool. I never had one, but I always wanted one. Even then, I wish Boglins would come back. Boglins had been on the shelf for ten years even before this movie yeah. came out. So yeah. I guess they were still big in France. I know they probably just got them out of the landfill, probably. Oh, oh that's and, fucking and, awesome. And we do, we do going back a little bit. We do get the green, super green uh, stuff. What actually I need to start saying to people again: Are we green? We're super green. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I need to start saying that. Like, uh, <laughs> um, so then uh, Zod, Zod. <laughs> Is it Zorg? Zorg, yeah. Zorg gets a phone call from uh, Mr. Shadow, which is basically the evil planet making a telephone yeah, call. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Somebody is... somebody tells the president, and they're like, I think it's making a phone call. 
Is that what they said? I must yeah. have missed that. Yeah, I was probably like typing notes down. Yeah. Um, this uh, is the part of the movie where things kind of broke down for me a little bit. Mm. Like, if you took out like 15 minutes out of the section of the movie, I think I got a lot. Well, faster. Mr. Shadow had sent a fax to Zork, but it didn't. Yeah, go I know through. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he started talking about you better get those stones and whatnot, and Zork's head starts leaking. Is he trying to get Zork to destroy the stones so Love I think can't he's, destroy him? I, I think he's just trying to get them so that they don't have, get put on. They. Just, they need to not be put on the pedestal. It doesn't okay. matter. If I guess that's the prophecy is that like, yeah, he's going to get destroyed or the evil's going to get destroyed. So he's kind of trying to keep it from happening. But, yeah. yeah. So um, then uh, we get them getting coming onto the cruise vessel thing. Uh, and everybody's, yeah, it's fun time. I do it's like so the good. cruise ship and everything like that. I like, yeah, it's got a nice design to it. Yeah. Um, I guess this is one part of the movie where John John Paul Gaultier got really anal about everyone's costumes and stuff because I guess it's supposed to be super fancy and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but we see the diva uh, arrive, which is Lilo's contact, which is a virtuoso opera singer, yeah. alien opera singer. Uh, and they're like, if you want the stones, wait here. And they're telling Lilo this. I think it's like getting wait the stones. Till, wait until after the wait performance. Wait until after the performance and we'll get them to you. Yeah. If time um, is... Th- I mean, you got this giant ball of evil destroying the galaxy <laughs> that's a fair you think he gets like hey, that's look. a fair point but considering where the stones are hidden you couldn't really do that before she performed that's a good point assuming she's just gonna barf them up or something yeah. or lay them or something like that yeah yeah but, um, uh, she so, she's, she's got a lot of luggage space that lady yeah corbin dallas is like uh in his room he's like is do I, i'm hoping to go to the show tonight is there any chance to get a tickets and she's like tickets were included in your yeah. your prize uh he's like do you have a suit and she pushes a button and a bunch of suit comes out yeah. enjoy so, your evening mr Dallas. so when we get uh ruby rod walking around the theater in another fabulous outfit now he's uh, got yeah now he's got about, hair like uh fucking the crazy lady from order in new black or something yeah like that. he's hair, walking yeah. around talking about, like there's some senators over there there's an actor over there laser ball star over there uh and he sits down next to Corbin, and we get an opera scene. Which I like the opera scene. That that's I, not the part I would cut out. I like the opera scene up until it gets a little bit too like techno-y. When it's like the dancing starts, where yeah, it's not just like where the she's singing, like, flailing her arms. Yeah, it gets and a stuff. little. Yeah, I guess they had to the science fiction. I'm, it's I'm not a, enough to have someone sing opera, but then you gotta like. Yeah, I'm a bit, for the kids. I'm you gotta, bit, I guess I'm a bit too much of a classical music opera fan to be like. Yeah, I guess like, I was did you have like, to? Mm, you kind of ruined it, guys. Even yeah. though you know, I mean, obviously is, she's doing stuff. Is that she singing a new piece of opera music? Yeah. And uh, when she starts dancing, is are they just remixing that same piece of music, or is it like completely? Just I made think up they're bullshit? just remixing it. I'm oh, okay. not sure. Because oh. sure I do like that. the the piece that she's performing. It's it's actually kind of a nice. Because yeah. I do like when she starts singing too. Like Corman Dallas, you think like his reaction is just gonna be kind of roll his eyes and wonder what the fuck he's doing there. But he actually gets enraptured and I, yeah, I, I actually kind of like that. Eyed. Yeah, he's a little bit like okay, I'm actually sucked into this, even though like. <laughs> he's like, I. There's no reason why he should be there, and he's been hoodwinked in this whole thing. But yeah, I do like that he's he's along for the ride when the diva's singing. Uh, it's only when the Mandalorians or whatever the fuck they are, the bad guys show up and start shooting up the place that, like, for like 15 straight minutes, it just turns into Die Hard Four. Mondo Shawin. Mound. Wait, those are the bad guys? I think Mondo. Kid. Or maybe those are the good guys. I don't know. All but two of the Mondo Shawin suits were destroyed. Oh, that's, that's probably just, them. Then yeah, I'm just okay. glancing through some because they too. do mention the race once or twice, but it was kind of garbled. Divas sings is from the opera Lucia di Lammermoor. Those are pretty opera. And it often was... goes by the title "The Mad Song." Uh, there was something just to... the leads. The singer is hallucinating that she has married. Wait. She has she is a lizard queen. She, really loves. she drank the water out of the ride. Dargo, her brother's nemesis. Operas uh-huh. are fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. 
Did you see that? <laughs> this is a purpose of nothing. Did you see for $15 a month, now you can watch, like, Broadway shows? They're going to be streaming them online, like, BroadwayHDLive.com hmm. or something? There's so many terrible Broadway shows. Ah, that's, I'm tempted because I'd like to see more shows. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, so, yeah, no, I really do like her, the, the lady's performance. But, yeah, then the bad guys show up. And yeah, then the bad guys show up and start shooting up the place. Uh, and it goes all while all while Lilu is fighting them in the diva's room because they're trying to get yeah because they show for the stones trying to and get she's the, trying to protect the chest them, yeah. that they assume the stone stones no one, are right. I love no one in this movie looks in the chest <laughs> yeah. they just always assume yeah uh, which yeah so she fights them all and beats them up uh, yeah she uses her martial arts and the, the two years before Keanu Reeves did the whole like kung fu move and like the kind of like come on gesture yeah. she does that in this granted yeah. that's taken from Bruce Lee but I like that like this movie. You know, technically yeah. this movie brought it back. It's not fucking can't read. Yeah, so the diva gets shot in the gut, and Bruce Willis pulls her off the stage because everybody else in that theater is useless. Everybody. This is like the most exclusive cruise ship uh-huh. in the universe, and there's nary a security guard to be seen. I think, I interpret that because they're living so luxuriously that they like, it's totally like, have your cake and eat it too, that they, they don't even think about security that much. They're like, they're, the, they're the, like living that high off the hog that they're like, just that prime just to get fucked up. But I guess, maybe. I, But, yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. But this, again, this whole movie's a cartoon. But Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they pull her off the stage, and Corbin's like, where are the stones? And she's like, they're in me. Yeah. <laughs> and then she yeah. dies. Uh, and he's like, what? <laughs> I, the, whole I time, were... the whole time, Ruby and I'm like, come on, my man. Come on, my man. Oh, my God, come on. They're coming, my man. The three of them. Oh the three of them. Yeah. Um, so then one shows. I, I'm watching that movie, and when she says they're in me, I was like, is that, like, metaphorical? I'm like, no, he starts sticking his hands in her. I'm like, because, yeah. like, you That's see the stones. That's what he was wondering, too. The stones are the size of a shoebox. Well, she's supposed to be super tall. Yeah, but still. Still. She would have to be, like, how is she singing? She's an alien. she's filled with 20 pounds of All stone. All those tubes on her back, maybe. I know, help. exactly, yeah. Um, uh, but but um, yeah. an alien... Evil alien shows up. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, give me a minute, and he like, flips the alien over and gives the gun to Ruby Lyons. He's like, if he moves, pull his head, pull the trigger. And I like, do like the comment, make- man. Come on, man. I don't feel right about this comment. I don't feel right about this. He actually so shoots then he's, the guy. He's pulling the stones out, and he's like, Ruby. Ah! Boom! Boom. <laughs> oh, 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 and he pats his hands like, sorry, my man. <laughs> that is pretty resolutely pacifist and all about love. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I thought it was fucking hilarious, yeah. but yeah, that was like shit. So then the, the, yeah. this is where I was like, man, Ruby holds up. <laughs> I know a lot of people probably hate Ruby, but no, I, no, I, I do love like the Ruby. fact that Ruby's not there just to be a joke, but he actually like participates in the yeah. story a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's there at the end. He's actually, well, I guess they do need four people to be at the temple at the end to do what they need to do. I guess, but yeah. Yeah, um. But, but yeah, uh, Ruby, I'm fine with Ruby. So then the other aliens turn around because they hear the gunshot, and he's like, "Come on, my man! Come on, my man! Alien coming! More coming! It coming!" So then you get a cut out to the 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 lobby where the aliens have kind of rounded up hostages and whatnot, and Bruce Willis comes bursting through the. Well, no, then we get a shot upstairs of Zorg coming in, and. Oh yeah, because Zorg yeah. he has his own ship and he shows so he gets into the mix too. Well, yeah, yeah he he calls Although, in a distress beacon and he requests permission to land on the ship. Oh, that's ship. what it is. Yeah, and I feel like he's like a super powerful, like super multi billionaire business deal. He should have been able to just be like, "Hey, yo, I'm Zorg." Yeah, he doesn't have Let to me like, on the ship. Yeah, but he's got to use some coercion. That ship to is get designed. He's like essentially Steve Jobs. Yeah, and like that's like that place would love to have Steve Jobs. He could be hosting a TED talk there yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah, but he gets on there and then he goes up and tells Lilo to give him the box that she's holding in her hands because yeah. he assumes that's got the stones in it because she's got it. 
Uh, and she throws it at him, and while he's catching it, she dives up into an air duct, and he shoots up at the air ducts for a while, trying Does to kill her. Does he actually hit her? Because she's like, bloody out tell. a little later. Yeah, it's hard to tell if, yeah. if it's just shrapnel that might have hit her, or if he Yeah, she could have just been her. wounded, but not actually, like, shot through. But, yeah, yeah, so then he pieces out and goes to his plane, and all while that's happening, uh, Corbin Dallas bursts from out of the theater into the lobby, and him and Ruby, like, something happened at the theater, because they got torn up and bloodied. Yeah, there seems to be, like, a cut, yeah, something's yeah, there's going some, on. Yeah, some scene got edited out. Which I wonder, like, because, like, this this is like a like a 10 minute long 10 15 minute long this is the fight scene where like i wish they'd turned down at least a little bit because like not only do you have uh mila jovovich her resident evil disappear for the movie for like this 15 minutes which is weird because she's like such a constant presence but then like there is like the plot really does not advance for the next 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the movie it is just like a big diehard fight scene well yeah it's an a- it's the action part of the I, movie but, like, really, the momentum of the story just, just stops dead just I so people can shoot so. each other and especially because like like, I don't agree with that because it's an action scene. That's like saying that the 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 movement of this movie move moving forward stopped action because scene action was progresses happening. Progresses the plot, or if there's like the action scene is shaped in a way that like, there's some kind of story being told. Really, this is just like there shoot, is. He's got to kill, 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 he's got to kill, kill all the aliens so he can get. It just kind of goes on for a while. We will agree to. Well, yeah, it's but not it's, terrible. It's, it's just paced, like I, get I think the it's point. paced fine. You do get a deaf guy throwing billiard balls. at Well, him. we were gonna get to one of my yeah. favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> where Bruce is stuck behind, <laughs> fun gags stuck behind a bar, and it, 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 this has been established. This guy's deaf. This movie star, it looks like who's Frank wearing Connor like Mister Size Theater, he's wearing like a uh, a lace dress. Uh, he's Frank a big, hair. big, strong guy with big like, uh, fr- white hair, and he's like, throw me, throw me the gun, throw me the gun. And the guy kind of reaches down off screen and throws something towards him, and it's a couple billiard balls roll toward Carver's Davis, and he's like, good. Good. And he's like, <laughs> give him the thumbs up. Like, I did a good job. Bruce Willis's reaction to that is fucking golden too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was that's a um, that's one of the best characters in this movie. This this part of the movie though, this little action sequence does seem to be like when they like Bruce Willis signed on to this movie. Like, this seems to be the contractually obligated Bruce Willis. Yeah, this does feel scene. like a Bruce Willis fight. Yeah, scene. it is. It is like this could have been the climax of Die Hard Four, but yeah. Yeah. So um, at the same time, all this is happening. The aliens have also burst onto the main. Uh, uh, deck of the cruise ship to take over the bridge, bridge, yeah. uh, and have taken over up there, which is where the priest is being held because he s- smuggled aboard the ship and they caught him. And uh, Wait, how does the priest get off the ship? He just falls down from some wires from the ceiling. Yeah, and it's like, have we landed yet? Those guys are like, yeah. Do they just let him go? No, they lock they lock him up within the. Sh- up top with the I know. ship because they don't, probably don't take kindly to stowaways. How does the ship get destroyed too? Because this is like, yeah. We'll get there. Well, this is pretty much, yeah, what else happens? Yeah. So, uh, I've lost the plot now. So then Bruce Willis goes up there and is like, how many are there? And the guy you were mentioning earlier, the Oh, comedian, this is the scene. Okay, the, I forgot there was this whole thing like, like if I you kill the leader, everyone else yeah, backs down. I don't know. Yeah. So he looks inside like, four on the left, seven on the right, and then he, he clears out he a couple, clears guys, out a couple yeah. on him and is like, four on the, two on the left, seven, four on the right or whatever. Um, and then it's like, if you shoot the leader, uh, they all stop fighting. Yeah. And they're like, we want to negotiate or we kill everybody. So I was like, we're sending in a negotiator. Bruce Willis walks in and shoots the main one in the head, which is the one that said to negotiate. And all the rest just stop fighting. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a little bit of calm. Uh, and Bruce Willis runs to where Lilu is because he sees her hand dangling from a... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is where the plot, the plot of the, the movie gets a little fuzzy. You mm. know, just even me remembering it, the, yeah. Uh, he runs in there to save her, and while they're 
doing all that, Zerg open. He's he's left, and while he's flying away, he opens up the thing to see that it's, it's yeah. He gets back under his own ship. Full, too. He's already yeah, flying away. Yeah, it's full stupidly. of clothes. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't have the stones. His think, reaction is fucking great because he opens it and he kind of giggles in a way that yeah. you think maybe he did get it, and you realize the giggle just turned to like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he turns around and flies back. Uh, Man, does Zoom die in this movie? Yeah. Um. So Shit, I just watched. You this, just like, <laughs> yeah. You didn't pay I very much like close attention. Eighteen hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he pulls Leela down and she's pretty busted up. Yeah, she's fucked up. And uh, Ruby Rod follows behind him and like put rests his hand against the door and is like. What's that? On the door, because there's a countdown on the door. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because Zorg had put a, a destruct, a big, a big old bang bomb on the door. Okay. Oh, And is like, yeah. my man, what's that? Talking to the priest who is there, and he's like, up, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. He's like, no, 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 no. If that was a bomb, there would be all kinds of alarms going off, because all of these ships have bomb detectors, right? And then the alarms go off. Oh no, it's a bomb! Oh, sorry, it's work does die. And so then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a total recall for So then they there, evacuate you know? the, the ship. The, the alarm says to for everyone to evacuate the ship. So everybody everybody calmly tramples everybody else. <laughs> yeah, running you and get, screaming. Anyone get onto lifeboats or anything like that? Yeah, I think there's some stuff like that. There's a lot that. of people with that because that's a big yeah. goddamn ship to take everyone uh, down. With. So please scream and trample your way to safety. Yeah. Uh, so they also leave the ship. Uh, but all the escape pods apparently are gone. Okay. Like, they're okay. the only ones left, but they come across Zerg, Zorg's ship uh, in the docking bay because he come back, and they're like, sir, you can't... Oh, he did come back from yeah, the stones. That's like, what it is. They're okay, like, yeah. sir, you can't stay here. There's a bomb threat. You need to get off, and he shoots them all, and he's like, I know, because he's still on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they just miss each other. They're going down. He's coming up. Uh, Corbin never meets Zorg, does he? Nope, they never share any screen time in this movie. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah they're completely unaware. They never like they're fire com- guns at each other. They're completely unaware of each other's existence in this movie. Oh, that's pretty. Well, that's funny because like he gets fired by Zorg earlier yeah. in the movie, but like it's not like they really couldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His ship's passing in the night, kind of situation. Uh, so yeah. he slides a little like key card into his bomb with like two seconds left or something like that, and yeah. uh, stops it, but. Uh, is there another bomb, or is it just yeah? Readout? One of the one of the monsters rolls over. You see a cut of him roll over, and it says "For the honor," oh, okay. and pops the lid off a little detonator and pushes a button, and then this big thing in in the diva's room goes up, and a countdown of five seconds That's come up, okay, and yeah. Zorg goes, "Oh no!" And kablooey, kablambo, the ship blows up. It's a big fucking explosion, too. yeah. yeah. In space. I know. Oh, sci-fi movies. Always disappointing. There's a lot of oxygen on that ship to burn. Yeah. So then they fly back to Earth to... They're flying back to Earth to put the stones in and save the world. And while they're doing that, for some reason, Lilu decides, hey, I might as well get in the rest of my education while we're flying there. Yeah. So she starts picking up where she left off on, like, the Encyclopedia Britannica. On CD-ROM. Yeah. That was... (laughs) That's kind of what it looks like. I mean, granted, it's 1997. That's probably what she would to, be reading. Then she gets to W, and it's war. Oh, no. I, she gets to see all the atrocities of humankind. I mean, it's, oh, it's cliche no. shit, but I do like when she says, what's the use of saving life when when, when I see what you do with it? It is kind of nice, nice to see a savior who finally like realizes what's at stake and realizes, you know what? Fuck humanity. <laughs> yeah. That's because you rarely see that. In the big pop culture things, usually it's always like the hero is just always just maybe the hero has some personal self doubts, but never like doubts the cause of righteousness. And it's nice to see someone for, for, go, you know, man, this is bullshit. Yeah, man, deserves to die. 
and not in some kind of like fleeting way, but kind of really like, yeah, well, fuck you guys. You guys are shit. Yeah. So uh, while this is happening, you know, we get cuts to Ruby Rod is is. Well, all that was happening, Ruby Rod was on air the entire time. Off all the oh, screaming. yeah, he's been broadcast for the whole two <laughs> yeah. hours. So, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, two and we hours. Get, we get cuts to President Tiny every now and then. Yeah, because they're and, listening <laughs> in on everything that's yeah, happening on and, the ship. And he is sweating his ass off, but that's just how much <laughs> Tiny actually sweats. It wasn't movie effects. He's, where the whole he's place just show a sweaty again. man. God. Uh, Have you ever seen No Holds Barred? No. Was that, that was the one Hogan and Lister, right? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it came out like 1987. Yeah. I've never seen it either. I just remember the commercials. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so then they're in Egypt, and they're putting the stones on the pedestal, but nothing's getting activated. They can't yeah. figure it out. And then, is it Ruby, or... It's the assistant. It's the assistant. It's the only thing the, the assistant looking does at that's worthwhile yeah, the whole movie. You think that, since these are, like, the ultimate weapons to save us, you think a little bit more information from... Exactly, ...have been yeah. given as how to use these things. the translation. I guess. Between Aramaic and Egyptian, yeah. But then he's like... <sighs> and it moves a little bit because he sighed and blew air onto yeah. what is the air element. And he's like, it moved, it moved. And they're all, what is it? And he's like, I just, blah, 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 blah. I just, uh, <sighs> and oh, it turned on. So then they figured out that you got to put the elements that are on the stone onto the Bilbo elements. sweat so, saves the day. Yeah, he, he, he wipes some sweat off and drips it on there and it lights up. They grab some dirt and put it on another one yeah. and it lights up. And then they're like, we need some fire. Come on, my man. Come on, man. <laughs> We ain't got no fire. I don't. I don't. I don't smoke anymore, my man. I don't know. I mean, if I didn't know, I would have. You know. But from early in the movie, you saw it, it was a stat. You had an establishing salt that Corbin I mean, this has. Is such a dumb prick <laughs> joke, but I do like this. Yeah, it becomes a thing that, like, yeah, he's, he's got uh, one match left from his matches because he had started like they established at the beginning of the movie that he's trying not to yeah. smoke, and it's only a background thing. It's not like anyone yeah. says it, but then like he starts smoking as a result of everything that's going on, and we yeah. realize because he's been so stressed that he's smoking, he's got his one last. Yeah, yeah his, his so he lights that match. and almost goes out there, like, <gasps> yeah. But then he puts it on and goes up, yeah. and then uh, cute dope. He goes. <laughs> he goes to Lilo in the middle, who's all sad. And he's like, "You gotta be here. You gotta save you guy." And that's where she said that one line. I don't buy Lilo and Bruce Willis. Not necessarily Corbin <laughs> Dallas, but Bruce Willis' interpretation of that character. He's such like a, uh, yeah. and she's so like, mm-hmm. like. I could see them being friends, hey, but it's, love. It's, it's more believable than any other romance we've seen in any other other movies we've done for this podcast. That's actually a good point, actually. <laughs> but in this situation, it seems more like like as the fifth element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, "I love you," and uh, she kisses her, and love is the fifth element, and yeah. she blew everything. It's it, they stopped the rock from. What was it, 43 miles outside of Earth? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it just turns uh, just, into another just moon. Just far enough that it's another moon, yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like, yay! There and is... Doesn't somebody say that there's a prophecy that she's going to die eventually? Maybe, I don't know. I was waiting for her to, like... When she turns into love and stops the evil son or whatever. I thought it was going to do something where it turns her mortal. Mm. Uh, and that, like, she's going to die, but she's not going to die. As, she's not going to sacrifice... Yeah. I'm also that. speaking the original language. Uh, I thought... She was going to have to sacrifice herself. If she didn't have to sacrifice herself in the end of this movie, I thought it was going to turn out that, like, she made herself mortal, and she's going to die in the end someday mm. because she sacrifices herself that way for the world. But, no. yeah, that, that's never a thing, yeah. No, but then we get, like, the president pulling up to where Lilu was made because I, they're there I for I don't know why they go back to this place. I guess they wanted to use that set again. I get, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> why? Because Lilu's not that hurt. 
Yeah. Why they put her back in a reconstruction tube with Corbin Dallas? Yeah, so know? they can fuck. Fuck right. Yeah. yeah. Then the president, like, the Corbin gets a phone call from his mother, and the president's like, let me talk to her. This is the president. She's like, you're not the president. The president's a moron. You don't sound like a moron. Oh, my. Blah, 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 blah. And then he starts handing off the phone to somebody else. Somebody else hands it off to somebody else. And then we get a shot, s- scene inside of the tube, and it's blue light, and they are getting it on. It's really weird place to get it on and it's also a very weird way to end this movie because it yeah. ends with them in the middle of like kissing in this blue light and suddenly freeze frames and like boom, da, da, <laughs> and credits now cha, yeah. cha, cha, cha. So, it's yeah. 1997 go home play some playstation <laughs> one gotta beat zelda yeah, to ocarina of time today wow it's pitch perfect yeah um i like That's, this movie it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I like yeah. this movie. Enough that I want to get the Blu-ray so I can let's check out all the special features and stuff like that. Oh, I thought you were going to say titties. Titties. Well, let's check titties. out the titties. Uh, but you can see your titties all over online. Seriously. I never really, th- like, uh, I'd only really seen her in the Resident Evil movies. And that is not a sterling example to see anyone's work. Yeah. <laughs> really. That's and, true. Uh, yeah, no, she was really good. Uh, Bruce Willis. I mean, I love Bruce Willis from just from the Die Hard movies, and he's actually pretty good in this. He's yeah. actually, like, he is in some weird situations in this movie that, like, any, I'm surprised how game he is mm-hmm. for such kind of like a blue collar kind of like character actor that Bruce yeah. Willis is. Like there's scenes with Ruby Rod that like I could see other actors being like, "What the fuck am I doing on this set?" With all these costumes, John Paul Gaultier, like Bruce Willis is even his like if you look at his shirt, there's like squares cut out the back, so he's like dressed like Oshkosh Bagosh to begin with, and he's like running around on the sets and all this crazy shit going on. Yeah. It's yeah, no, apparently element is good Luke time. Besson wrote the screenplay when he was in high school, so he had been sitting on this plot for a long time. Oh man, so, which is funny because it's not like a super complicated plot or anything like no, that. No, it's, it's got it's, like it's a good little story, it's got a deep mythology to it, I guess, yeah. relatively deep for. Popcorn movie yeah, like this, the but. the language that Lilu speaks is actually invented by him. And really? Yeah, near the end of filming, like Jovovich and him would have like entire fluent conversations back and I'm forth. I'm surprised it's it. that structured. I thought it was her just being a maniac, just like making up shit. Like the license plates apparently uh, uh, read New York, the fuck you state. I keep on forgetting that half this movie is supposed to take place in quote unquote New York because it's yeah such a French Euro interpretation of New York, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, Man, we should follow this with the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm trying to think of other like similarly vintage, (laughs) futuristic. No, thank you, sir. Kind of no Max Headroom maybe. Except we both have probably unfortunately seen that movie. Which one? Super Mario Brothers I've never yeah. seen. Oh, you haven't? Oh my god, that, that means I have to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie someday for the show. Quite possibly. And this is the part where I have to actually <laughs> mention what my next thing is going to be. And I'm tempted. No, you I don't have to. I can't let it be Super Mario Brothers. No. I have to, yeah. I have to save another, myself for that one. you another episode to figure it out. Because I'm going to say what my next one is. And you have until the end of that episode to figure it out. Oh, is that out. what it is? Oh yeah, that's right. Because yeah. we have to make our brown, uh, brown pronouncements. Our brown pronouncements. <laughs> that's what I call my farts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and sorry, plastic. I just... Is that my own fanfare I hear? Yeah, um, so that was, that was the fifth element. It's it's a good little movie. Um, oh, where's that fact? I thought you might find that interesting. I think all facts are uh, fantastic. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. I'd like. Special effects are pretty good. Uh, especially, uh, there's a lot of digital stuff in this movie, but not so much that it's like... Yeah, the effects don't look dated. There's a lot of like real props and aliens and stuff, which is... I, 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 I know people are tired of hearing... 
oh my god, it's bad, like, you know, this nostalgia for the days where everything wasn't digital, but it is nice, you know, it's still nice to see, especially in 1997, they could have made a lot more of the CGI if they wanted to, although I guess that stuff, the idea where, like, you'd have a science fiction film and everything in the background of CGI didn't really happen until after The Phantom Menace, which yeah. is two years after this, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's just the energy of the movie, even more than anything specific. So, just like it's just got a good vibe to him. Well, Ruby Rod is good too. Yeah, Ruby Rod's good. So this is the fact I thought you might be. I can see the watching that movie when you're sick. If you just want like some kind of like mindless bullshit in the background, the, that's got good vibes to. Yeah, keep you. The cartoonist. Uh, what'd you say it was? Jean Claude. Uh, well, there's the uh, fashion designer, Jean Paul. I'm Gattier. not talking about him. I'm talking about the Mobius. Mazurius. What? There's, I know Mobius, he's the guy well, that anyway, Arzak. cartoonist Jean, I'm going to butcher it because I'm not friends. Jean-Claude Men- Mobius Mezeris is, Mobius is pending. Shut up. Ah, uh, Jean my, Girard. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> of My Fifth Element also says that Lupasand approached him for ideas, telling him, I want to make a movie based on your visuals, but I am ready to pay you for the work. The nuances is because there was a long, has long been a controversy that many of the elements in the Star Wars series... Several aliens, Darth Vader's costumes, Leia, Gold Bikini, Han Solo's Carbonite, were lifted from un- an almost unmodified out of Valerian, uh, of which oh, George Lucas is known to own several original editions as seen during interviews in his study. Oh, okay. So apparently George Lucas got some ideas from this guy and didn't pay him. But, uh, huh. Did they ever sell a lot of coat cord or anything like that? I don't know. Huh. Um, okay, so I guess we'll wrap this up because we're going to talk about... What are we talking about next week? Next week is fucking Meet the Feebles. This is your fault. Yes, it is. Meet you called down the thunder. Good luck finding it, but you don't really need to find it, but good luck finding it. All you really have to think about... All you have to do is watch an episode of The Muppet Show and think, what if this had more tits, drugs... Not really. Gunplay. It was terrible. <laughs> Meet the Feebles, for those who don't know, this is one of Peter Jackson's first movies. Yeah, yeah it's about... Bad puppets. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next Notorious week. Notorious so, movie. Yeah, so we'll until be next back. week. Uh, keep filling them puppet holes with hands <laughs> and fists. <laughs> so I'm surprised that movie doesn't make any fisting jokes, but we'll talk about yeah, that we'll in just a bit. So, okay, so take long, care, everybody. guys. Multiples. <laughs> <laughs>